Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Happy, is it Monday? It's weird to say happy Monday. I know that's weird to say. It seems incongruent. Incongruent? How do you guys say it? When there's sunshine and it's February and it's still kind of warm out, I am very happy. And I'm happy to have Tim Hogan in studio with us today uh, for a conversation about what they're working on at uh, Heartland Signal. You can follow them on Twitter and go to the website heartlandsignal.com. He is the executive director, <laughs> executive director, manager of the newsroom for Heartland yes. Signal. He's uh, our mastermind. How's that? Now, That's great. Oh, mastermind's great. Mastermind behind that. Heartland Signal. Yeah. Also, let folks know that we're going to be giving away gift cards today. All week long, we'll be giving away uh, gift cards to uh, a lot of our Manaqua Brewing partners, our vendors throughout the Chicagoland area, including Annoyance Theater and Bar, Baker Street Burgers, Bear on Cent- Beer on Central. Just want to let you know about that. And I want to congratulate uh, the folks who... Uh, who are winning this week? One brown sugar a couple weeks ago. Uh, gift cards, all exciting. How was your weekend? Let's start there, Tim. It was good. I don't know. What did I do? <laughs> That's the I just, best kind I, of weekend. I feel like we're coming up on anytime I'm appro- we're approaching like election time, and it's a weird time to say we're approaching election time because it's not November. Right. But we do have the Wisconsin Supreme Court race. Yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, for the primary. Um, for them. Primary, and then the following week we have the mayoral and and every other municipal yes. election happening. Impossible to keep track of, although I'm sure you are. Um, happening it. in Chicago and. You you know, around Cook County and it's everywhere crazy. else. Yeah. And and we have a, a governor came into a governor mm. of Florida. Came Speaking to right now. Really? About right the now. wokeness. And, oh I, it's the woke people. What a great conversation that uh, Joan was having with Ed Yonkin about, uh, you know, what the First Amendment means. And mm-hmm. this idea that, you know, the, the freedom, the liberty of awake Illinois and these anti-woke groups uh, deciding what your child can or can't read or what right. you can or can't have access to right. in our libraries. It's It was a great... It was a great way to explain that. I it's just it's what a, what a burden to put on you know a bunch of bureaucrats too. It's like the Republicans want to take the bureaucrats out of it. I thought they yeah. want to get unelected people who are not accountable to us, not making these decisions, and instead we have lists of books that are not controversial, yeah. that are about Black history, that are yeah. about American history, that are getting taken off the shelves. And I think it's really backfired on them. I think DeSantis feels a little comfortable in Florida, sure. and he's getting a taste of what it feels like to be a foil in a progressive state today in Illinois, and I think Pritzker's team, Governor Pritzker's team, has done a really good job, too, of uh, amping up criticism and critique of him as he uh, goes to Elmhurst today and has started speaking. Even got Vallis to say that he was disappointed in the FOP for uh, sending... Right. Um, I, I think. Oh, by the way, I was super proud because um, I'm actually wearing a cape. That's how proud I am. Mm. I'm super proud of neighbors that I saw protesting outside of the event where DeSantis is speaking. Oh, that's great. Some of our United Northwest Side group, and uh, I saw Jennifer Meyer. Jo- it was great. It was like, hey, yeah. I saw Indivisible Chicago has yeah. an event outside there too. Yeah, that was wonderful. Right. So yeah, let them know how we feel. Right. Uh, because yeah, it's it's just insane. And I don't. I know I don't have you for too long today. So I do want to let's start with uh, with President Biden's trip to Ukraine. And taking a ten-hour uh, train trip, trip yeah. to uh, to get there, a, a secret train trip, and um, it's got to you got to figure Putin's a little ticked off at this. He figured he'd be walking through with uh, right. the boots of victory. 
I mean, it really does show American solidarity with Ukraine. And I think President Biden put it very well meeting with Zelensky that a year ago at this time, he was on the phone with him and Zelensky was saying, I don't know when I'm going to talk to you again next. I can hear bombs in the background. <laughs> when Biden was there today, you hear air raid, air raid sirens in the background as he's walking around. And the background that we've gotten is, you know, this trip was months in the making. It has been um, very difficult for security detail to be able to do this. It is a 10-hour train ride. It's not Amtrak. No. Uh, different level of, yes. uh, of, of security. But uh, it says a lot about um, American Sorry. solidarity and how... <laughs> Go, you keep talking. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the fact that we're standing with Ukraine and that we're a year into this. And when where we started and where we are now are two very different places. You know, there's also it's a show of solidarity, too, because we heard from Anthony Blinken, the secretary of state over the weekend, that there is now fear that China is going to start sending lethal aid to Russia. So up until this point, they've done things like send flak jackets and other stuff. And there's a question about whether or not this is just talk or not. But it's very smart for the secretary of state to publicly call this out, a trend line that they're seeing to say we're going to get ahead of you on this. If you are thinking about this, do not do it. And the fact that they said the president was going to Poland and then a day ahead of when he's going to be in Poland, he's actually in Kiev uh, is a huge statement. Huge statement. It, it's remarkable. Those image, images are important, too. I think that there was a, uh, some great coverage today marking the one year of the invasion by Russia, uh, the attack by Russia. I know some people like want to, you know, Marjorie T- Trader Green wants to call it the conflict. or. Oh, and then what I'm seeing, like, I know that you, I think about you now. Uh, sometimes I'm like, hey, Tim says don't respond to these threads when you post something. <laughs> just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Don't respond. No, but sometimes it's fun. I know. So, <laughs> so I, I see people like, uh, you know, whether it's Chicago or Republicans who say, if we really want, uh, you know, help from Democrats, I guess we have to say these kids are Ukrainian instead mm. of, uh, you know, white kids in the suburbs or whatever. I'm like, OK, come yeah. on. Really? It's like walk and chew gum, you know, yeah. doing being the president and running a country and making the government work Thank and you. being there for all people is a difficult thing to do. It's like that is the very easy Republican game to play, though, is like the what aboutism. It's like any time you have your attention in one direction, it's like, well, what about the Chinese balloon? Right. <laughs> you know, like, like you could just throw whatever you want, like right. any news of the. It's also my favorite trope of like. I actually think liberals used to do this for a little while too with Trump, and I was like, can we please stop doing this? Where they'd be like, actually, the issue is this, and what he's doing right now is a distraction from right. that. It's like, and now Republicans do that about Biden. It's like they are talking about the balloon to distract you from Ukraine, which is a distraction from the train in Ohio, which is a distraction from. It's like okay, everybody, calm down. It's really. Yeah. I promise you, it's actually not like thirty-four dimensional chess. It's just really trying to keep the lid on. <laughs> things yeah. uh, and run a government is actually just hard and lots of things are happening. Yes, a lot of things are happening and uh, now that, the, uh, you know, you're not having a good day when you're gonna, about to quote Kevin Sorbo. Um, I don't even know why it's in my head about, he's like everything's mysterious. People are mysteriously dropping from uh, vaccinations. Oh, yeah. Trains are mysteriously colliding. It's like there was a stat that like there's 1,700 train derailments yeah. a year since 1990. It just happens. Well, I mean, the, the crazy thing about this Ohio train derailment too is and look, it is it is a safety issue. It's a complicated issue, right? But there, we want to do finger pointing. We want to say, like, oh, why isn't Secretary Buttigieg in Ohio? Or why is Joe Biden not there? And you look at, though, the, the lead up to situations like this, and it's a little bit of a mystery, but sometimes it's not a mystery. It's like we have the same braking system on these trains that we have had since the Civil War. 
since right? the Civil War. Hey, and and the railroad industry has fought it for a very long time. Finally, during the Obama administration, they started putting some regulations in place in like 2014. Mm-hmm. And then the Trump administration rolled that is. back in 2018. Mm-hmm. And because of the way that they did it, it was not easy to just like snap your fingers and put it back in place. And that is one of the issues. I mean, of course, one of the other issues is corporate malfeasance and investment in safety measures mm-hmm. and spending more of their money, Norfolk Southern, on uh, stock buybacks and other yep. things than making sure that their trains are safe. But it is a much more complicated picture than, you know, people judge where is he? You know what I mean? It's not. It's not, that's not it. It's right. not, that's not. That's not the whole. That's not the whole story. There are there are questions about you know what the Department of Transportation should be doing, and, and, and Buttigieg sent a letter to Norfolk Southern over the weekend. But um, to your point about things being mysterious, I've yeah, just mysterious. rambled about a train. Uh, but you're but, making me knock things over. <laughs> phones are ringing. <laughs> but it is. But it is. Yeah. It is. There is. There is a lot of uh, uh, the whataboutism uh, that's easy to do. It's just easy to say like, well, why is this happening? Why? Why did you know uh, this person collapse after getting the the COVID vaccine? Why did this happen after that? You mean uh, you mean when a football player took a, right. a blow to the chest? That and, and I guess for me because I grew up. This is such a weird aside. Uh, at Norwood Park, not far from here, uh, when I was in little league, there was a, a glass case, trophy case, dedicated to a boy who, as he was sliding into home plate, took a ball to the chest and it stopped his heart. Uh, so I've known since I was nine years old that yeah. this is a, like there's 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 some sort of impact they and they ha- it's happened in other places where they change the way the balls are used in little league t ball and things like that, so mm-hmm. they don't have that sort of impact and can stop the heart. So when that it, it's not that. It's, it, Sometimes, you know, sometimes the screws come loose in yeah. the world, you know, and it is, yeah. it is just as what it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of that that conspiracy mongering on the on the right that we we constantly have to push back on. Exactly. I'm trying to see what the folks want to talk about, too. Uh, President Chip's uh, trip to President Biden's trip to Kiev. Ukraine showed extreme bravery and courage under fire. Republicans want to compare President Biden's trip uh, to Donald Trump's trip to Afghanistan. But the difference is that Donald Trump made a deal with the Taliban to turn over Afghanistan to this terrorist group. So you see Donald Trump's visit to Afghanistan. Well, that's a lot. It's a well thought out text message. I know. I love it. See, so you see Donald Trump's visit to Afghanistan was really a trip to the open arms of his terrorist buddies. The okay. Taliban. Right. Wow. That's, going on that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. People are feeling it text today. Us, your yeah. feelings. So, we just have an open line here. Uh, oh, Pat, this you'll like this one. Yeah. Hi, Patty. I love when Tim Hogan is on the air, especially oh when he's a gosh. guest on your show. You guys have su- have such informative and entertaining conversations. Hope you can schedule him on a regular. I think that's. Weird. Oh wow! I actually yeah. texted that. In. Well I'm done. sitting over yeah. here and mm-hmm. I just texted that. In. That was a, you also were calling me to, to make sure I read the screen. You're like, turn <laughs> yeah, to your left, exactly. Patty, and look at the screen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, we will continue this informative and entertaining conversation with Tim Hogan, uh, the master. Mind behind Heartland Signal, the executive director of our newsroom. Go to heartlandsignal.com and see all the great work they do do there. And make sure that you don't miss any of their stories by following them on Twitter. 773-763-9278 is the number to call or text and join our conversation. We want to thank our sponsors, Monaco Brewery. You can go to the Patty Vasquez show page and you'll see pinned there right at the top all the Chicagoland area locations where you can pick up some progressive brew. We want to thank our friends at Kids Above All as we support each other and we want to make sure you know about their mission to help children reach their potential in life, help them feel happy, healthy, and safe by going to kidsaboveall.org and find out how you can help 
help them by donating your time, your resources, uh, and or find out just some information. Uh, whether you're interested in uh, fostering or adopting, they also have information in that regards. Also, thank you to Warren Price from European and U.S. Car Service. Go to europeanus.com to find out about all the great work they do because he's my guy. He's my car guy. If you get an offender bender, 773-248-1200. More after this on WCPT. 820 Heartland Signal. Don't forget, we're giving away some gift cards in just a little bit. Tonight on Democracy Now! As President Biden makes a surprise visit to Ukraine on this week's one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion, we look at calls for a diplomatic end to the war with Code Pink's Medea Benjamin and Matt Duss, visiting scholar at the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. Vice President Kamala Harris, she accuses Russia of committing crimes against humanity. All those stories and more tonight at 11 on WCPT 820. Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCPT 820, where facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at A&S Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Catching him up on some of my uh, previous adventures in broadcasting. And so crazy happy to be at 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 WCPT. We're happy that you're here. We're so so glad you're here. Well, it was funny because the other day I was in the hall with with, uh, our station manager, Mark Pinsky. And he goes, hey, I've been looking for you. I go, oh, God, what did I do wrong? He goes, (sighs) and he had this look on his face. He goes, you know, I've I've never had, you've never been a problem. And I go... (laughs) You're surprised, aren't you? And he goes, "Yeah, there were a lot of rumors. There were oh, there were wow. a lot of rumors that I'm I'm very difficult." Yeah, Mark will be. will just tell you whatever yeah. is on his. It was great. Mind, you know? I, I felt good. I still have a, a weekly reminder on Thursdays because my former station manager made me sit down. I was the only host I did this with. Made me sit down and listen back to my like drop into my show and listen back and give me critique. Over oh wow! It. It was, While you were sitting there, yeah. you listen to yourself yeah. and then it'd be like, and then here you should say, yeah, yeah. "Oh no." <laughs> So anyway, uh, but I love being able to talk about, I was thinking about this over the weekend. I was door knocking for candidates in my neighborhood that I believe in. And and then I got the news that President uh, Jimmy Carter, former Mm -hmm. President Carter, has decided to forego any more medical treatment for melanoma that has spread to his uh, major organs. And uh, as I was telling people at the table, I was surprised. I got like really, it was, and I think because... For many reasons, of course, but part of it is I was five years old when he became the president of the United States. I mm-hmm. mean, he's the first president I remember, and my mother loved him. My dad, my dad was uh, he loved Reagan, and uh, you know, so po- different politics in my house. Sure. But this show. The work I did over the weekend, um, helping my friends run for office, the work that I've done as an advocate, uh, the work that, that my my uh, awareness of what it means to be politically involved, my open-mindedness, a lot of it comes, I think, 
from the compassion and the passion that Jimmy Carter showed when I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's had a lot of impact on my life. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think I was like, oh, yeah. this is such a weird, um, weird thing. You know? Right. Because you often think, well, someone's 98. You know, they've had a great life. They've right. really uh, contributed so much. He's going to be surrounded by his family. You know, it's really, it's what we all hope for, isn't it? Right. You know? It really is. It really is. And someone who took his public service and really kept it that way, right. never turned it into something for private gain for himself. Uh, just the most respectable person in his post-presidency, too. Yeah. Um, you know, w- with all of his chari- charitable works, with, whether that is, you know, continuing to teach Sunday school uh, yes. locally in Georgia, whether that is uh, his work with Habitat for Humanity, um, you know, inviting every, I mean, you know, every presidential candidate kind of asks other past presidents the experience of being on the trail and everything. I always invited everyone down to Georgia to meet with him in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when Amy Klobuchar went down there as she was announcing her run to go sit and meet with him. Uh, and so just a very gracious individual. Gracious individual. I agree. I think that's uh, that's such a great way to put it. I I, I think my tears were, uh, you know, when I got choked up. It's it's just so much. I was overwhelmed by gratitude, uh, and I think you know, and there are certain things that he he has had said. Uh, you know, um, I, I sin in my heart, right? But not. Uh, I would never cheat. I would never cheat. But and, and people like made fun of him for that. And and there were so many people. Someone mentioned this today too on my Twitter account about how relentless Republicans were making fun of of his daughter, mm-hmm. of uh, his family, of his accent. And things like that. I was trying to. Th- I was trying to remember if Jimmy Carter was the first president I remember, and it, it has to be because or uh, Chevy Chase playing Ford would be. <laughs> I yeah. Ford when my parents would let me stay up uh, way too late. My aunt Bernice let me stay up uh, way too late uh-huh. uh, to watch Saturday Night Live. Uh, so it's uh, yeah. I think that it's 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 interesting that we get to almost make sure. I, I, who knows how much of it he follows or wants mm-hmm, to know? But mm-hmm. uh, we have this moment where we can express our gratitude while someone's alive. Right. You know. Which is great too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a very, it's, a, it's a very tough situation to watch, and you, you also think of the difficulty that an individual person has to go through in that situation, yes. right? Deciding to forego future medical treatment and go into hospice, and mm-hmm. he's such a public figure. I mean, it's it's his son Jason, um, you know, saying that there's a lot of love in their home at this point in time, which is which is nice um, to hear, but. Uh, what a what a decision to confront for such a monumental person. Yeah. And and I was looking at a, um, one of his debates uh, in the 1980 election where he was talking about wanting to fight to expand health care, uh, talking about environmental justice. And, tr- you know, remember, he, he was the one that put the solar panels mm-hmm. on the top yeah. of the White House. And, of course, Reagan took uh, them we took them all. I mean, because that's that's how we do things, because we're all children in this country. All right. Let me uh, get to Jim who wants to talk about President Carter. Hey, Jim. Hey, what's on your what's on your mind, my friend? Hi, Terry. Uh, I'm heartsick over it, Jimmy. I loved him dearly. I was in my prime at that time. Real quick story. I was in an affluent suburb in school, and the nun asked, who voted for Jimmy Carter? I was the only one who raised my hand. She said, why'd you vote for him, Jimmy? She said, I said, for national health insurance. Well, we became fast friends after that. She said, Jimmy, you don't have to come to class anymore. Just give me the law of diminishing returns. But he had... A terrific family. They were fabulous people, the sweetest people on earth. Billy, when they were bum-rapping Billy, Jimmy said, well, you know, I'm out politicking. Billy's running a gas station in the peanut farm. So don't bum-rap Billy so bad. I love Billy. 
I love this family. Yeah. And uh, that's, a, that's about it, Patty. I'm I, I just hard to over it. I love them dearly, and that's all I have to say, Patty. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jim. Uh, before, I know that uh, we only have a few more minutes of your time. What are some of the big stories that you guys are tracking on uh, Heartland? Whew. Well, uh, you know, since we spoke last, I think what uh, we saw in one hearing in Minnesota has like has taken off. Uh, we've seen some, some national coverage on this. And this is sort of what we do at Heartland Signal to give you like a taste is to sort of zoom in on some of these hearings where maybe not everyone's paying attention, where it's not national news. But you hear Republicans saying and advocating for ridiculous things. Uh, and what we heard from uh, state senator in Minnesota, um, Senator John Jasinski, late last week, was that he was against marijuana legalization right. uh, because it would lead to early retirement for drug-sniffing dogs. Oh, that's right. Uh, so <laughs> Think of the so dog. dog unemployment uh, has been a huge <laughs> issue our, our nation is confronting, obviously. Mm-hmm. They can't just leave and go play and live a life of you know being a freeloader. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we watched that. We watched a candidate in Michigan, the first to get into the GOP primary for the Senate seat there that Debbie Stabenow is vacating. Uh, her name is Nikki Snyder. She's a Board of Education member. Uh, we looked a little bit into her record and were the first to discover that at a recent event, now just noting what happened at MSU, that, quote, students need to be trained not to think that guns are so scary. Yes. So yeah. there's that. No, they're, they're, wa- they're like water pistols. You don't, you don't get scared right. of a water pistol. And then... Uh, and this is one of after a three-year-old just shot yeah. themselves over the weekend by the oh, shot and gosh. killed themselves because they yeah. found a, a gun. Anyway, just, yes. And the, and the last thing I will say of what we what we have uncovered recently in North Dakota is a uh, state representative there who uh, was arguing for a bill, an amendment of his to put in a bill to allow social workers to conduct conversion therapy if the person wanted it. And he actually starts a sentence with, conversion therapy has gotten a bad rap through the years. Uh, to our listeners, you absolutely under no circumstances you do not need to hand it to conversion therapy it is a is a bad thing unequivocally uh so you know we're watching we're in state legislative sessions in a bunch of places across the country in a bunch of state capitals this is a reminder that a lot of the people in these local races Mm -hmm. they don't have high visibility they go to the floor and they advocate for extreme things on the republican side you think people in congress marjorie taylor green and others are scary you have a bunch of people just like them at the local level but nobody's watching them so we watch them for you and thank you for that so follow us and you can see the crazy happening <laughs> in real time in real time yes because uh, uh let's not even get started on the uh, we need a divorce from the blue states and the red she's such an idiot I shouldn't say those things. She's 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 not very thoughtful. No, not a lot of thought. <laughs> I, I take back the insults. I try not to do that. I don't. We don't lower ourselves to that. Well, have a wonderful rest of your day. And uh, yes, we'd love to check in with you again yeah. next Monday. Let's do it. Uh, I appreciate your time. Thanks, Patty. Thank you. Thank you. When great we come back, we're, of course, great to have you here. And when we come back, we're going to check in with Kirk Bankshead because we are going to talk about that uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court Ooh, race. Good. And uh, we got to figure out a way to get up there and broadcast ahead of the next one and maybe get some uh, some. Fibs for Wisconsin, uh, door knocking and stuff. More after this on WCPT 820. Don't forget, we're we'll giving away gift cards all week long, in addition to this week's uh, Minocqua Brewing Company gift card vendors. Uh, I mentioned some earlier, and, uh, as well as Convito Cafe and Market, Doty's Liquor, Eastside Cafe, Coffee and Wine Bar, Orange and Brew, just to name a few. More in a moment on WCPT 820. Heartland.
Hand Signal. Light at the end of the tunnel. Light at the end of this tunnel. That light at the end of the tunnel. Your guiding light. That light is going to get brighter and brighter. Through another day. I think it's a great day. The Joan Esposito Show. Live, local, and progressive. Weekday afternoons at 2 on WCPT 820. Because facts matter. You are listening to WCPT 820. Followers of Trump and something called QAnon attempted a coup at the United States Capitol. These people. I want to live with the QAnon girl. I could be happy the rest of my life with a QAnon girl. Believer of theory, she leans to the right. She never gets weary of being gullible and white. She's my QAnon girl. We are about to jump on with Kirk Bankshead, the mastermind. All the masterminds. I have a lot of masterminds on today. I have uh, Manaqua Brewing. And, of course, we are thrilled to be giving away gift cards to our uh, some of, uh, for some of the vendors that uh, we work with with Manaqua Brewing. So today we're going to ask you for President's Day to text Washington to 773-763-9278 for your chance to win a gift card in this week's Manaqua Brewing Company gift card for our vendors. And speaking of our wonderful uh, mastermind behind Manaqua Brewing, it's Kirk Bankstead. Hey, Kirk, how are you doing today? Hey, hey, how are you doing, Patty? Great to, great to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice, too. I'm so excited about these new products. But first, let's talk first about the uh, the Supreme Court race. Do you have your primary tomorrow for, for this, the most, I think, one of the most important races in the country? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been insane to see, like, Mother Jones write about this race, the yeah. New York Times write about this race. I mean... Uh, every it seems like everybody in the country is pulling for Wisconsin to elect a, a progressive uh, a Supreme Court judge so that we can unscrew ourselves and, and help America in the process. You know, <laughs> go get. I think it goes. It almost goes with the wine, like un, unscrew. Well, because you don't have screw tops, right? It's uncork. Uncork yourself. How's that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I mean, uh, it's uh, this race. You know, it's tomorrow, and and I and I've got really high hopes. I mean, I've never seen so many, like, te- you know how they start texting these days. You know, because I'm I'm a super liberal, so I'm I'm sure I'm on every single list. You know, and and I'm getting text messages from groups I've never heard of saying you got to go vote, you got to go vote. So this is a primary that's that's supposed to be nonpartisan. You know, I think millions of dollars are being spent on this thing, and 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 from from what I can tell. You know, everyone's activated. You know, people are people are people are sending emails, knocking on doors, writing about it in the press. So uh, I'm excited. I think we're going to get probably Janet Protosay, which through. I think she's the, the, the top progressive candidate right now. And I think she's going to get through tomorrow. Now, I know that you had an event uh, for your birthday and it was also to uh, support the candidate for Supreme Court. How did your birthday party go? We didn't get a chance to come with you. And <laughs> I haven't talked to you since then. How was your celebration? Have you recovered? Well, we. It was, uh, you know, it, it takes me a little longer. Uh, it takes me a little longer these days to uh, to wake up after I drink a, a night of drinking my own beer. That's for sure. <laughs> Too funny. No, we, uh, we we did. So the the goal was because I got worried right at, in the new year because I wasn't hearing anything about this primary, and so I was like, I'm like, and we we came out early and, and uh, endorsed uh, the Janet, uh, one of the progressive candidates, and. And, and so I was like, you know, she needs some help because I don't think, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of Democrats are a little, little soft in, in terms of, you know, not endorsing early because they don't want to, like, ruffle any feathers. And I was like, 
I was like, there's a one clear winner here, and we got to push for because because it's not assured that uh, progressives are going to get through. There's there's two progressive candidates, two conservative candidates, and only two get through. So right. I held a party, and I, I said, you know, free beer. You know, I hear the great band, but you got to show me that you volunteered uh, for either one of these progressive candidates to get the vote out uh, this weekend uh, before you can get in. So we had a packed house. We had like 80 people show up. You know, that's the one way to have a birthday is give away free beer and have a band and you can, you can, you can buy your friends. (laughs) 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 It was pretty, I was like, I don't think I could get 80 people to come to my birthday party. Otherwise that's amazing. (laughs) But it was fun. I mean, people uh, signed up and, and I think there's a lot of people volunteering for, uh, volunteering to get the vote out over this weekend that was part of that party and you've had great weather too i think i I, let me check and see what it's looking like for this weekend but this past weekend was spectacular wasn't it oh yeah it's great but i have to i yeah it was like 40 degrees i was up in monaco on saturday it ain't good for the snowmobilers (laughs) i was like this is going to be good for our aren't going to be shuttered indoors they're going to they're going to go to the polls yeah yeah, I, I see this picture of your uh, the tap room with the sunshine and 40. Did I, have we talked? Uh, did I tell you that I was in Racine, Wisconsin a few weeks ago doing a show at a Moose Lodge? And at the end of the night, I sell T-shirts that say, just because you can talk doesn't mean you should. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. thank you. And at the end at the end of the night, I was I was packing up and, and I had done pretty well with shirts. And, then this, you know, folks were really nice. And I don't do political humor like in your face. It's kind of just sort of baked in there. People don't realize I'm doing like women's health and. Uh, mother, you know, being a mom who's, uh, you know, uh, open-minded to her. Anyway, this guy was, uh, we were, this guy was saying his mom is going to move to Monaco. I go, oh, my friend owns Monaco Brewing. Oh my God, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want, I can't use the language that he used. <laughs> let me guess, let me guess. It wasn't positive. <laughs> <laughs> Those effing libs, that kind of stuff. <laughs> And I was like, no. I was like, oh, yeah. And he goes, he goes, no, that guy got shut down. I was like, no, he's got the, he took the old gas station, you know, the old Texaco station and made that. He's like, no, 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 no. It must be somebody else. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's somebody else. It's really good beer. You should try it out. Maybe some AOC IPA. I think. <laughs> oh, no. These guys up in Manaqua, it's crazy. They, uh, it's like, it's like they, they refuse to believe that I can be successful. Like they've, they've been told, you know, and te- are telling themselves that you go woke. Get woke, go broke is the mantra, and uh, and it's it's crazy. They they think I'm failing up there, you know, just because they're not coming to my coming to my tap room. <laughs> but we're selling beer. You're selling beer down in Chicago. We're selling it in Minneapolis. You know, we're we're, we're doing we're doing fine. We're doing fine. Get woke. Don't you don't have to go broke getting woke. That's right. That's right. Well, well. Speaking of which, let me let me bring on uh, uh, Anna. Wants to talk about some events in her community and has some thoughts to share. Anna, what happened in your town? In Sandwich, we had we had a drag show. Uh huh. How'd it go? It was fantastic. Yay! Oh my god, it was so much fun. It it was very PG rated. I mean, you you would have thought the earth was, you know, coming to an end, you know, with the, there were a bunch of people that were protesting. They've been protesting for months. And so we had two performances, one on Saturday afternoon, one on Saturday night. So they were all outside on Saturday afternoon protesting. But then there were about, I mean, they were quiet protesting, but they were, you know, had all their horrible signs. But then there was a group next to them of people full of love and yep. kindness 
with their signs. And you know what? And I and I spent the afternoon with them. And you know what? We got a free pizza. They did not. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, this young man who I casually know in town, he saw me there. He came up with tears in his eyes Aww. thanking us for being there. That's, I know. That's I mean, great. And that's that wonderful. It, it is. You know, and, and all these things that these people were, you know, so afraid of, like, never even happened. I mean, because they had to, they were so, these um, people who performed were so respectful and honored every, you know, the city council was like, okay, we want you to do this and this and this, you know. And they did. I mean, I saw, I mean, Rihanna was more, did something at the Super Bowl in her halftime show right, that right. was way more offensive than anything that these guys did that night. Yeah. You know, any, know. anything, you, yeah, they had a baby wore tights to make sure that they're high, they're high cut suits. Right. You didn't accidentally see skin. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was fantastic. And the more the people protested, both shows, I mean, this is, I, you know, I live in a little town, 7,200 people. And there's, you know, other towns nearby, but they sold out two shows. And the screaming and stuff, you would have thought it was like, like a, a Chicago Cubs or a Chicago Bears in the Super Bowl kind of screaming of love and joy and everything watching this show. That's awesome, Anna. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for showing yeah. up and supporting and, uh, and you know, letting people in the community know that, that they're not going to let hate and fear d- drive the day. It's just not acceptable, Anna. I, thank you so much for telling the story. I know. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great okay, rest of your... Thank you. Yeah, and that's what we need to do, Kirk, is keep showing up. And because uh, there's a... I just... I don't get it. I, if you don't like drag shows, don't go to a drag show, right? It's that simple, isn't it? Right. So simple. Yep. Right, Kirk? Yeah, I mean, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't protest drag shows before Trump, you know, and 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 before unleashed unleashed the crazy, and uh, it's we didn't do we didn't do any of that stuff. It was completely tolerated. I mean, we're, I mean, I'm 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 surprised you came in with this because this kind of leads into I'm in D.C. right now. Oh, not only so, and and we're because uh, I'm trying to sell this choice wine um, that I'm making, and I'm talking to uh, like some some pro choice groups like Nayral and stuff, and I'm saying you know, maybe we could work together because it helps raise some money for you guys. But um, we're doing a show, we're doing a podcast with Jim Obergfell, who was uh, the Obergfell v. Hodges. That's the marriage equality case in. Um, in, uh, in in Supreme in the Supreme Court that gave that gave us all gay marriage, and you know when they overturned Roe back in June, uh, Clarence Thomas wrote like a little decision said you know now, now it's right for Obergefell v. Hodges now let's let's take that one away too let's make gay marriage illegal again. So we're going to talk to Ober- we're going to talk to Jim Obergefell who happens to be the owner of the winery that's helping me make uh, choice uh, Savignon Blanc. We're going to talk to him about. You know, all the stuff he went through in that Supreme Court case, you know, which gave us gay marriage. And now it's like, you know, we just passed something to, like, protect it a little bit. Like, the, the uh, you know, the Congress just passed something right before the new year, but it didn't overlap entirely. So we're going to kind of get into what, you know, what what might be down the pike in losing some of these rights that that nobody cares. Like this like this one woman was saying, like. Nobody cared about a drag show five years ago because it wasn't called grooming and it wasn't being focused on by Tucker Carlson. 
You know, it was all love. Love is love back then, you know, and now it's kind of regressing, unfortunately. It's it's surreal to me the way in which people throw some of this language around. I mean, look, they get to say what they want. We we also get to react the way that we do when someone tries to infringe on the rights of others and spread hate and put targets on people's backs. It's uh, it's unconscionable. And we have to keep showing up. And I'm glad you're having this conversation with him because uh, it, it is vulnerable. It, it is uh, something that, that people continue to want to fight against. And did you see this thing about Candace Owens saying that if she had a, a trans child, she would beat them. I mean, this is where we are. <laughs> it's it's uh, they get they get paid big bucks to, uh, to, to to ruffle feathers, and they're and they're doing it, and they're allowed to do it. Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully not much longer after this uh, Dominion <laughs> court yes! case for like two point six billion or something, or one point six billion against Fox News goes down. I, I don't know if you've been keeping up with that, but I can't wait. I can't wait for uh, Fox News to go bankrupt because they because they're not a news organization, but and they're uh, they're lying. They're lying to all of us. Yeah, and and the people that consume it don't care. It's right there, and they they don't. It doesn't doesn't matter. They like the story. It's it's not even confirmation bias. It's uh, it's just it, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a, they read they read Tucker Carlson saying Trump is a demon. All he can do is destroy. Uh, well, he, he, he didn't mean that. Right? <laughs> like, what? Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, people have been, it feels, uh, I felt for years now that people have been waiting for an excuse to be openly hostile and racist and intolerant. And I just, uh, and here they are. They were, they were, they, <laughs> the door opened and they're like, go, run through the door. It's been insane. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we know, we always know that, that, progress wins you know and that's like just that like that young lady was saying she's like at the end of the day the haters scream louder but the people showing up and and selling out these concerts because they want to support yeah you know are the ones that are the are are larger in number and and love always wins and 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 that emotion of having to actually fight for what has become normal which is to just love whoever you want right that emotion comes out and that's why people start crying because they they're a little scared that some of the haters are going to win but but it brings them out to support. It brings out people who normally wouldn't stand up for other people to to, to say this is wrong and we got to stand up for them. Yep. Let's continue our conversation with Kirk Banks. Said uh, one of our listeners uh, seems uh, concerned that I called you mastermind uh, behind Monaco Brewing. Uh, so I'll go, uh, genius, genius, the genius behind. Uh, I've, uh, I don't know if it's an upgrade or just a sl- sideways move. I'm, I've drunk too much to be called a genius. There's no doubt about it. There's more brain cells that are dead than the ones that are still there. You have mastered your mind. <laughs> You mastered those cells pickled. that are remaining. Pick pickled is a better one. <laughs> better answer to that. <laughs> the uh, from the pickled mind of Kirk Bank said, "We bring you Monaco Brewing. Go to go to the, their Facebook page and follow all the great work that he does. And uh, and when's this podcast going to be? Uh, when when's it going to be available? Oh, it's going to be on our Facebook uh, Live. We're doing a Facebook Live podcast at seven to eight on uh, Central Time. Uh, on Wednesday, and then we and then we you know put it out to like Spotify and iTunes and stuff you know for everybody to consume. But you know the live show is 
just 7 to 8 this Wednesday. You can check it out on my the Facebook page, Monaco Brewing Company. Outstanding. So let's continue our conversation and talk a little bit about uh, the new items that you've got, Woke and Choice. I mean, the Choice Wine. I want to talk about that and where people can find out more. Let's c- continue our conversation with Kirk Banks. And in a moment, don't forget to text Washington to 773-763-9278 for your chance to win a gift card to one of the vendors, one of the collaborators with Monaco Brewing, because uh, we want to get you a break there and, uh, and find some of these great local businesses. More in a moment on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. WCPT 820, Chicago's Progressive Talk, where facts matter. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820. And we are uh, on the phone with... Kirk Banks said the the oh sorry that was that was a little abrupt. Kirk Banks said the uh, genius, the uh, pickled brain behind Monaco <laughs> Brewing. Because someone was concerned, that I said mastermind. My friend Greg Geraldo used to have a great bit about using the phrase mastermind. So whenever I say it, I think of Greg. Uh, so you are currently in D.C. Uh, meeting with folks. When you're going to have a live podcast uh, on Wednesday with uh, uh, how do I say his name? Obergfell. Ob- Jim Oberg Obergfell. Obergfell. Uh, the yeah. uh, the case that brought uh, the equality for marriage to the Supreme Court and uh, and made it legal everywhere with and respected and uh, it, it, the fact that we're even talking about how that could be clawed back is ridiculous. Uh, so you've got the choice wine. What kind of uh, where is that available in stores now, or do we have to wait a little bit? No. So so we just we just we've been selling it as a pre sale um, for the last month, and uh, we uh, I'm going to be in California uh, next week, kind of. Putting uh, shipping it to everybody, helping these guys ship it because they want me to help see what the process is like. Um, but this week, uh, I'm going to be pouring some of it in some uh, wine stores that we already are selling our beer down here, and and I'm going to be I'm trying to meet with reproductive rights organizations because I think that um, you know that you know a it's a beautiful bottle and it shows it shows or like a we actually have a collar around the neck of the wine bottle, which is like Ruth Bader Ginsburg's collar. And, nice. it, and you can put your phone over the top of a QR code right on the collar. And it shows a video uh, about 45 seconds. And really, it's really uh, shortened to the point, but it's like Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself, the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg saying, you know, taking away abortion in some States only really hurts poor women because the rich women will go to the States where they can get it. And the poor women will just, right. you know, suffer. And so it's like, he's like, that's terrible national policy. So even, you know, whether or not you agree or not agree with the, with the, like the Bible aspect of things or the life or death or whatever, it's like, it's bad national policy because it, you know, it doesn't matter. The the rich people are going to go to places that are going to travel, you know, I'm going to fly until they can get, get one. So, mm. uh, so that's the, uh, so I'm, you know, I'm meeting with, I'm meeting with these folks that I think this is a great awareness you know, just like just like we've had, you know, Biden beer on the shelves, the grocery store shelves all throughout Wisconsin. You know, having having this choice uh, message in grocery store shelves, I think might you know might help just help you know buttress the narrative that this is this is common. You know, this is like this is the majority of people in our country. Like eighty percent are of the people in America are against we're against Roe against the the status quo of Roe being overturned. They might not be for, you know, pro-choice, but they just didn't want things to change. They thought it was too extreme to change it. So that's the majority. And and, uh, and we have to 
you know, just convince people that what's happening right now with Roe being overturned and, you know, you can't even you can't get any reproductive rights, reproductive care in Wisconsin. We got to convince people that that's extreme. That's not just both sides are equal and one side won. No, this is ex- extreme wackiness. And, uh, you know, that's why that's why that's why the idea of the choice brand, the hard seltzer, Kolsch, and now this wine. I just want to put on grocery. Hey, I want to make money selling good beer and good wine. Let's be honest. Yeah. But I also think that it's great to put just put it on store shelves and, and, and normalize it because it's normal. You know, it is. And by the way, I um, uh, saw this story, this horrible story yesterday out of Alabama, this woman. And we're hearing this all over the country of women who were excited to be pregnant. They wanted to start a family or they wanted to have another child and found weeks into the pregnancy that the the fetus is not viable. At eight, eight or nine weeks, they already know that the it will they will not be able to have a child. And the doctor cannot give her anything in order for her to expel the, the cells, the tissues. And yeah. she She's at risk for developing an infection. They can give her pain medication and just has to wait for her body to pass them. And she's at risk for possibly not being able to have children in the future. How is that uh, family values, right? I mean, it's it's insane to me. And then there are women talking about how, I mean, there's some, it's just, women get to enjoy sex. Can we say that? Can we just say we get to enjoy (laughs) having sex and that sometimes, you know, for whatever reason, there are guys out there that pressure us because they don't want to wear, you know, they're they're rubbers. Uh, they're I mean, like yeah, I said it that, right there. They're they're duck boots. They don't want to wear their duck boots. <laughs> I don't boots. think you get dinged. You don't get dinged for saying that. I think that yeah. that's, that's, that works. They're like, uh, you know, I, don't, I just, uh, I like to, uh, you know, I don't like the feel of it. Oh, I had a boyfriend in high school. No, I didn't. Cause I was a virgin in high school. Sorry, college. Who told me that condoms made him feel claustrophobic? And I was like, where do you think you're going with that thing? The Grand Canyon? What the? So. I mean, there's a, there's a million different reasons why a pregnancy happens, uh, and and a, and a woman gets to decide uh, how she wants to to address that. And uh, and I just this is just ridiculous that we're having these conversations, and that now we're talking about controlling women's ability to move uh, across the country to you know to travel from well, the guy in Indiana says that we should make it illegal for you know find out why they're going to Illinois. Okay, I've gotten away from myself. I got passionate there for a moment. Uh, the, the listener was not concerned about my using the word mastermind about you, so I can't go back to calling you mastermind. The word Word uh, is Washington is the uh, for your chance to win a gift card, but I will take your entry as your entry. If you like Washington is the word to use for a chance to win a gift card to one of the vendors of Monaco Brewing. We're on the line with Kirk Banks, said the genius behind uh, Monaco Brewing, and you also now are collaborating with a coffee maker. I'm very excited about this. Tell us about Woke. Yeah, so this is hilarious because the word Woke is been is it's like it's been used like it just makes conservative brains explode whenever they they love using the word woke is like the umbrella for all things bad about progressive politics and so we leaned into it like i always do you know we use woke because you know when you when you're when you're not drinking beer and drinking coffee that has caffeine you're woke because <laughs> it wakes you up <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? i love so, it so we did a collaboration because i got a lot of i got a lot of people you know, that kind of chime in every time I come up with a new beer and they're like, when are you going to make a non-alcoholic beer? You know, we can't, we don't drink, you know, we've been on the wagon a long time. And when are you going to come out with something that we can buy that we can drink? And so I knew I needed to make something non-alcoholic, but the idea of NA beer just, you know, sucking the alcohol out of something that's supposed to have alcohol. in it just, I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. It's like, it's not natural or something. So I was like, 
I was at a beer and wine fest in Madison, Wisconsin, and this this guy from Rusty Dog Coffee comes up to me and he's like, "Hey man, you ever you ever think about putting like coffee beans in like a stout and flavoring it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we've done that before, and it's awesome. It tastes great." But then I just just out of nowhere, I'm like, "Wait a second, you guys do those? You know, you've been have you been to a bar yet? Where I mean, I'm sure it's all around Chicago. Like they have these kegs." like of coffee that has nitrogen in it, like Guinness. Yes. Yes. Have you had those? They're like so good. Coffee shops? Oh, it's so they're rich. bars now, too. Yes. So good. Yeah. So it's like completely healthy. It's basically coffee that, you know, you, you pull a tab and, and nitrogen comes through it and it cascades in a glass and it's cold and it's, and it's, it, it has no milk in it, but it almost tastes like it, it has milk in it, like a cappuccino because it's got these little bubbles that make it creamy. So it's it's a beautiful, wonderful thing, and it's healthy, and it just gives you a little pick me up, and you can you can can it with nitrogen, and it, you you pour it into a glass, and it looks like a Guinness. So that's amazing. So we're like, Let's I'm do so it. excited. Yes, and 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 the cool thing is, is that the world of co- of alcohol is is the laws in Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota. You know, I've I've been struggling. You know, I have all these people that 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 know me, that know the product, but I got to get past the distributor who then got to get, get past the retail store to sell it, which is hard. Well, with coffee, you can just put that stuff online and, and shoot it across any state line because it's not booze. Yes. So, so it also. <laughs> You're not like in finally, a cannibal run or something with your cargo. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, I don't have to be uh, yeah running under the, uh, under the radar, the radar, uh, the, Get my booze to places because it's no, not booze; it's coffee. So. That's outstanding. Congratulations! And uh, so, uh, where can we get those now? So it's uh, both. You can order both online, both the choice wine and the uh, woke uh, coffee, and it's right on my website, uh, the MonacoBrewingCompany dot com website, which is makes life a whole lot easier. You can just you can just get it just like you're going to you know Amazon to get your groceries. You can go to Monaco Brewing Company to get your your get your wine and your coffee. Yay! Thank you so much for all that. And we look forward to seeing you in town soon. Uh, actually, we need to go to Wisconsin uh, and start helping out with uh, getting people out to vote for the general election for the Supreme Court coming up in April. So there's, 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 I don't know if you're going there's, to... There's something in the works. There's oh. something in the works. Oh, that's right. We, we think that come tomorrow, we're, we're probably going to get one out of two progressive candidates. It's probably going to be Janet Protasiewicz. And, uh, and so the, the day after... The the race is going to be like like crossing my fingers. I don't want to. I want to knock on wood. I don't want to jinx this thing. But the day after tomorrow, uh-huh. we're going to be on a full on sprint. You know, to yes. get a get a judge elected in the general. So I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to try to do it in Milwaukee. And we've got we're thinking right around that Tuesday or right before St. Patrick's Day, we're going to have another big party, and we're going to get people to volunteer for the progressive candidate to say they're going to volunteer, and then. Yeah, we're going to do the same thing, but we're going to do it in Milwaukee this time because that's where all the people are. Yes. You know? so. yeah, let's get them out to vote. Excellent. Thank you so much, Kirk. Have a, a wonderful trip in uh, D.C. Uh, i, I got to get there sometime when I'm not stalking my son on his field trip. So uh, <laughs> we'll have to do a broadcast <laughs> from there someday. Enjoy. Have a wonderful evening.
Thank you so much. Great. Thanks so much. Take care. Take care, Pat. Of course. Take, that's Kirk Banks and, of course, Monaco Brewing Mastermind. And you can go to his Facebook page and follow all the great stories that they they share and uh, the keeping up the good fight. And if you're watching Facebook Live, you can see the other word that we are we are using to give away a gift card to one of the vendors for Monaco Brewing, including our public house, Orange and Brew, and Eastside Cafe Coffee and Wine Bar. So that's right there on our Facebook page. Make sure you, you watch the live stream because you can see what hat I'm wearing right there. And uh, there's the word for your chance to win a gift card from one of the vendors for Knuckle Brewing. Right back after this on WCPT 820, we'll talk to Scott Stantis, the cartoonist for the Chicago Tribune. You're the only voice of reason on the radio. You give me hope. Having listened to you every day. Thank you for your clear insight. Always felt a little bit smarter. I listen to you every single day. I keep coming back to this station, and thank you for what you do. On WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. This is WCPT 820 where facts matter. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. I am so excited to welcome to our Monday show Scott Stantis, the political cartoonist for the Chicago Tribune. And Scott, I, uh, I'm so sorry, but you are not eligible for the... Uh, the gift cards from uh, our partners uh, that distribute what? Their Why v- not? vendors from Monaco Brewing. So you cannot text Washington 2773-763-9278 for your chance to win a $25 gift card from one of the great vendors in the Chicagoland area where you can pick up a progressive brew. And if you're watching on our live stream, there's the word that, that you have a second chance. You can text and you, or you can drop uh, this word in our uh, right there on the live feed. So go to the WCPT Facebook page. Uh, like our page and you can watch the live stream or on the Patty Vasquez show page. Same thing. Please like my page. It's so weird to beg people. To, Please like me. Please. I like know it's me. it's elementary school all over again. It's Do you like sad. me, Scott Stantis? First of all, I want to say thank you for the lovely gift. I haven't uh, texted. Oh, you, you got it. Uh, or sent you a picture of this lovely uh, um, reproduction of the Tribune Tower, where you and I uh, were able to work for several years together and explore yeah. the bowels of it, uh, whether it was stair climbing or <laughs> when it was being dismantled. And uh, you know, we possibly went through. We went. We went all. Over, it's weird to look at that that's that that uh, repli- replica of it and yeah. see that we were at the top of that building under those what were those called the flying buttresses yeah at the top oh so beautiful god that was so much fun scott yeah no that was a great oh that was a great time remember that the last time we went there i remember we were so pissed off it's not it's not a proud moment but it's an interesting moment yes. you remember uh you had someone from oh dang it it's uh, an illinois distillery made bourbon uh, uh, was it? Was, it wasn't whiskey, whiskey acres. Was whiskey. it whiskey acres? Yes. Was Nick Nagel yes. with us? Was Nick with us? He was on. He was. He was no, on the Nick, show. Nick Summers, I think, was with us. The bartender was with us. I don't. He wasn't with us. He left. Okay. And, and we had done that in um, the Prudential Building. And now we can say all these things because pff, what are they going to do? Fire us? <laughs> uh, <laughs> done. Done. <laughs> um, I guess. Well, uh, anyway. You're so not, we yes. um, we went to the uh, sh- we our keys, our pass keys, still worked, and so we could get in the showcase studio, which is pretty much was stripped bare except for the desk. Oh, that was and so a couple weird. Of chairs, yeah. And we had a bottle of whiskey. Yes. And we just sat there yeah, saying, you know, 
to heck with you, yes. in stronger terms. And we pretty much emptied that bottle. Yeah, well, it was Whiskey <laughs> Acres. He left us a bottle of uh, of some of his good bourbon. Uh, that's Nick Nagel out at, at the, in DeKalb. Whiskey Acres is such a great location. And yes, we sat in the stripped down. The, I think the like all the wiring was ripped out of the walls and the flooring yeah. was out. Uh, they still had the chairs there, so we put our feet up. And, and uh, the showcase studio for that station was on Michigan Avenue. So you had lost uh, a beautiful office with a view oh, over yeah. Michigan Avenue. We, uh, I, ha- I had the pleasure of, well, I mean, look, it was a, an interesting place to broadcast from. Uh, at any time, you could have a guy pull up his shirt and rub his belly on the windows of the showcase studio. It was, uh, you know, a lot of people making faces and things like that. But, for, I mean, it was just really fun. People would, like, look in and try to figure out what we were doing. They couldn't hear us because the neighbors to the building members said that we were too loud. So after, I think it was after 11, we weren't allowed to broadcast. I thought you had an hour. Was it till midnight or was it, it Maybe that's I, right. I, yeah, maybe for a little bit we could broadcast. It was so much fun. And uh, and then, of course, we uh, did explore the entire building with Griffin. Yeah. And uh, that was a blast. And Janine. Yeah, we, we, we bounced him off a wall. We were, <laughs> we were committed acts. They were going to demolish. They were going to gut the newsroom. Yeah. And I was, I was in a mood. Yes. And uh, I was, you know, I was devastated, frankly, yeah. leaving that building. And then, yeah, so we started, uh, like, helping them demolish yes. the newsroom. Yeah. And we had a poll. We said, one, two, three. We ran towards this wall with a battering ram, essentially, a piece of metal. And, and your beautiful boy was leading the way. And unfortunately, <laughs> the pole, it was right through the drywall. And he just literally goes, yeah. bounced it, it off was, of it. wasn't that hard to break through. We were overestimating the, the <laughs> amount of force that we were going to have to do to use that. Yeah, that was really fun to explore. And we went up to, uh, was it Howells and Hood had that room, the tap room upstairs, and they had the copper plates from the Tribune. Yeah. And we were exploring that. Yes. Too. Yeah, it was it was fun. Were, t- tick me off. We yeah, like, I still have, I, I sent those to you. Some great pictures yeah. of you and uh, your boy. And Griffin, yeah. The flying buttresses. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for that gift. That was very sweet of you to send that. Many, yeah. many wonderful yeah. memories. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate actually it. marked my, where my office was on the, on the model. <laughs> it's like, this was, this was my window. Uh, yeah. I, I still like, there's times when I still can't even believe that I worked for that station. It was not something that I had sought. They, they reached out to me. Uh, so the whole adventure was, was really wild and I'm grateful for it uh, in many ways. Uh, I just wish it hadn't come at such a high cost emotionally and physically. <laughs> Yeah, the PTSD once you leave the business. I mean, newspaper business, everyone, you know, every editor thinks they're Jonah Jameson, right, from you know, Spider-Man. Get the story! Right. Uh, and so they, I have no idea why jerks seem to float to the top in management. I still, the top of the bowl, as it were. Well, that was what was uh, so weird, because he wasn't like, he wasn't, you wouldn't define him as a jerk, but he did really jerky things. Does that make sense? Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Right? Yeah. You yeah. knew that. You had the, the uh, inconsistent behavior of management, I would say. Yeah. Well, irrational, yes. some would call it. Yeah, <laughs> some might Thanks. use that word irrational. Yes. I'm so happy or, to be here. completely effed up. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm no. so grateful. And, and I was just telling the audience earlier that the station manager here uh, said, I think I might have told you this. Uh, he goes, hey, I've been meaning to talk to you. I'm like, oh, God, what did I do wrong? He goes, because <laughs> I'm just so used to it, right? And, uh, and he just stood there, because I've been here for two years, and he goes, uh, hey, you know, I don't think I've ever had a problem with anything you do. And I go, you sound surprised. And he was like, well, yeah, I mean, based on the rumors. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. I know. You have rumors. I have rumors. You yeah. let us. You hire us for our talent. We do what we do. We work. Yeah. We're incredibly conscientious about what we do. We don't. Uh, my new editor, um, uh, uh, let's call him Christopher because that's his that's name. His name. <laughs> uh, 
See, I see what I did nice. there. Well done. I, well done. I stole a pattyism. That's okay. Uh, but Appreciate no, it. he called me out of the blue. I get, I look at my phone and it's, it's Christopher. I go, oh crap. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, because, because honestly, 10 years at the Tribune, my editors never called to say, great job. Yeah. <laughs> it was always, why did, why did you misspell a word in the corner of the cartoon or, you know, why are you an awful human being? Why yeah. were you born? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is intense. That is, uh, and that's specific. Uh, and too. so, but no, but Christopher actually called to say he really enjoyed the uh, cartoon that day, and just thought it really was. You know, he likes my thing, and was just really was like, yeah, I'm really glad we're working with you. We're glad you're sticking oh, around. That's so nice. Uh, it was just like, oh my gosh, I'm just going. I, I want. I love you so much. <laughs> this is so different than the business I I literally grew up in. Because yep. you know, people, I think I think part of it was I can't explain. Uh, broadcast because broadcasting is just as messed up as print was in terms of the dysfunction. Yeah, um, and uh, radio even more so. <laughs> I can't. Understand. Can you explain that? Because even the on-air talent, you were not honest. I would tell you if you were, you weren't a prima donna, but there were some there, and they acted like it. That's what was uh, so I weird. Ju- that was what was so weird to me was that that part of it. You know that I saw how some of the on-air talent treated people. Uh, and and then for me to have that reputation, it was so surreal. I mean, I knew that there were hosts that like would throw things at producers. Um, yeah, it was very odd. I don't know. Yeah, uh, no, I was on a, after, an afternoon drive time thing, and I had um, come out with uh, uh, became a very incredibly popular, probably the most popular piece I ever did, which was just talking about the abuse I went through as a kid. It was called "The Beatings Never Really Stop," and that's how you and I met. You had me on the show to talk about that. Well, I was a regular on the afternoon show, and it wasn't my regular day when this thing premiered, and then John Williams asked me to come on his show, so I did it. And the other guy, let's call him Gary again, because, well, that, that's mm-hmm. his name. Mm-hmm. And I, I like Gary very much. We're still friends to this day, but he dressed me down. Yeah. Like, how dare you? How could you do that? How dare you do that? I go, well, given what I'm paid, yeah. <laughs> which was, oh, Nothing. nothing. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I appreciate the, you know, and he was promoting a thing. So it was a mutually, you know, a nice thing. But I mean, I didn't, I mean, he literally was screaming at me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, and I yeah. used bad words and walked away because yeah. I don't, you know, <laughs> the, what was interesting was he was screaming at me and being abusive because I didn't share with him and his audience the piece I'd written about being screamed at and abused. Oh my god! (laughs) Yeah, irony is lost on people who, um, on some people. Yeah. What is the cartoon that you were that you were uh, showered with praise with today? Oh no, this was a few months ago. A few months ago, (laughs) you're still basking in the glow of the. Oh, Scott, I'll hug you. I still feel the warmth of that compliment. Oh, that's nice. No, well, I mean, think about it. you're going to be thinking and talking about your general manager saying that. Not they, right. they've said nice things to you too. They're, sure, gotta absolutely. Be I mean, obviously, because you're doing an amazing and job. And so. the relief that I'm not the horrible bitch that people said. I was. It's no, really. I mean, I had people. I mean, when I left the Birmingham News, I was you know, oh my, you know, cartoonists are are expensive and really hard to deal with. I'm going. I was, I was not hard to deal with. I mean, there are times when I fought for a cartoon idea. Right. I don't consider that. Yes. I don't consider that being, I mean, because I Difficult. disagreed with you. I'm yeah. sorry. I did not know you were omnipotent, but, uh, yeah. you know. Yes. <laughs> Same. I, I, yeah. I, I, and so the stuff that you did, by the way, the stuff that you did on your show that they, they had, they had problems with, they had problems with deep, serious problems. And just, what is wrong with them? I was, first of all, it, okay. Can I a quick story for your listeners? Cause I, I, and I know I've mentioned this before, but it's hilarious. It just tells you all you need to know about radio management or management in, 
broadcast in general. Do I have a second? Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So no, I was actually, I was filling in for the show after yours. Um, It was uh, two to 5 a.m. So I figured two to three, you're getting the people who work at bars uh, going home. So you have those. From four to five, you have baristas and people who get up early and go to work early. But from three to four, I figured there's nobody listening. I mean, truly. Um, So I thought, well, what would I want to talk about? So I had a woman. It turned out she was the daughter of one of the founders of Second City. And she she ran a sex toy shop. Right. And she was she was great because I literally when she sat down I said okay one of my first questions was I'm a prude and I am I am I said I'm a prude I come into your store what do you tell me and she picked up like that exactly what the tone and tenor of the interview was going to be she was fantastic but she also brought some samples and one of them was a noise activated dildo sure toy yeah. Toy, yeah, toy, and I would literally. Put, so I put on the mic. I thought, well, this is fun, and I'm, right. ele- and I'm eleven. Yeah, so I put on the mic. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> the next morning, I get a note from from Todd. The sure. next morning, I, uh-huh. yeah, I get, I get a note from the management, and it's just like uh, that was very uh, inappropriate for a family station. If your child you is listening me? to yeah. radio at three in the morning, <laughs> there are more significant problems in yeah. that household than me talking about sex toys. Yes. Well, and and I had created, uh, first we did the midnight teas and we would do a wide range of adult topics. Uh, you know, everything from, uh, member, were you there when uh, Natalia was there? She wore, she, I don't think you were there. She was wearing all full body latex. She was a dominatrix. Uh, we did, we did a lot of. No, I probably remember that one. We had a, a, a therapist talk, uh, like talking about fetishes and things like that. We would also talk about uh, the word, like words that meant sex, like back to the 1600s and 1700s, and and then we had a little fun with it. And then it was actually my boss who's I I wanted to do uh, theatrical readings of reviews for adult toys that, that I found on Amazon, <laughs> and he goes, "Why don't you make it a game?" And that's how we created what's in the box. And uh, and then which was it was so much fun. And uh, and people had to guess for listeners that they, people had to guess if it. Was was an appliance or an appliance and based on a review like you know the heats up too fast or smells like plastic you know uh gets the job done yeah love the multiple speeds things like that you know highly recommend you know right bought one from my mom things like that <laughs> it was <just> fun <laughs> anyway it was it was and and, and it doesn't was, hold a charge and, yeah. and, and the honestly part of it was like that's part like i think that sex should be fun and funny and we you know i think demystifying it and taking the shame out of it was part of what I wanted to do. And and also because Kathy and Judy, I thought, did a great job for years talking about sex topics. And it was kind of that they had influenced me. And I was very honest about it. And I said that when I first did the Midnight Teas. And so, yeah, yeah I, I, I just, uh, is it, yeah, there were a lot of, there were a lot of meetings at that station. I'm just saying there were a lot of. Yeah, a lot. lots and lots. I'm, anytime you, anytime a, a company that says there's a lot of meetings, don't work there. No. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but anyway. we we didn't we Scott and I never have a meeting about our conversations, which is why we talk about some of these things as sort of memories. Uh, but I also think here to bring it full circle for perhaps everyone's enjoyment is it, it is important to. <laughs> I can just. Uh, um, is it? It is important. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, folks. Yeah, we're back. (laughs) (laughs) 
But I mean, part of the fun from the beginning of talking to you is, is your perspective. You and I don't agree on a lot of things and, and you allow me to tease you. Um, and perhaps I go too far and, and, and it makes me remember like I should be uh, more uh, patient when I don't agree with somebody. And it's taught me a lot. You know, I, I get very passionate and, and I want to thank you, by the way, for inviting me to be a part of Center Clip. I know I'm slowly starting to do those and I want to thank you for encouraging me. I, I tried several times to record my thoughts about President Carter. So let's say break here and talk about uh, the news over the weekend that President Carter has decided that he will no longer uh, seek medical treatment for the melanoma that has spread to his liver and uh, and major organs. We're on the line with Scott Stantis. He is the political cartoonist for the Chicago Tribune and the Dallas Morning News. You can go to gocomics.com to find his work as well as Center Clip where we both drop little 30 second to five minute podcasts about our thoughts. Over the weekend, I did one about, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back. The GOP <laughs> and religious zealots are harming women and destroying families. I'm just saying, that's what I... You're listening to WCPT 820, because facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of every can of Choice Hard Seltzer you buy goes to reproductive rights organizations in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer this summer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Now available at Dino's Cardinal Liquors in Gurney, Illinois, and Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park, as well as in Chicago at Jarvis Square Tavern, Rogers Park, and Garfield's Beverage Express Wicker Park. Please drink responsibly. And we are on the line with Scott Stantis, the political cartoonist for the Chicago Tribune. And we uh, also are still giving away $25 gift cards uh, for vendors that carry the Monaco Brewing beers, the Progressive Brews. So we've got uh, some of the places that you might win a card for. It might be Annoyance Theater and Bar, Baker Street Burgers in Rockford, Beer on Central in Evanston, Convito Cafe and Market in Wilmette, just to name a few. Text Washington to 773-763-9278 for your chance to win. And Go over and watch the show. Watch the live stream on the WCPT Facebook page. Like their page and watch the live video and you'll see me holding up another word that you can text 2773-763-9278. You can also watch the show on the Patty Vasquez show page. Um, like I said earlier, please like me. Scott joins us on the air. Scott Santos uh, messaged me over the weekend and said maybe I should drop a center clip audio uh, and my thoughts about uh, President Carter. And I will say um, I've stopped in... in uh, I, Okay, I was out door knocking for a candidate that I believe in in my community who's oh. running to be the 45th Ward Alderwoman, Maggie. Maggie. Um, geez, that's Maggie Mays, one of the uh, one of the, one of the driving forces uh, of JPF. Uh, Susanna Ernst is running to be the Alderwoman of the 45th Ward, and I've known her for years. And this is that weird race that you've asked me about, Scott. Yes, what's going on yeah. on the Northwest Side? Yeah. Uh, look, you know, I am working very hard when I'm on the doors to to elevate her campaign message of collaboration. Collaborating with everybody and working on bringing uh, an, an energy to the, the the business corridors that we have, whether it's on Milwaukee Avenue in Jefferson Park or up at Six Corners in Porridge Park or Devon Avenue in Edgebrook, just to name a few places. But um, so I, I rather, you know, even when I was running, you know, I didn't uh, spend time talking about the negatives of the opponent, even though... <laughs> I heard it. Oh, <laughs> boy. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I mean, I would talk about the appointment process and uh, that she had said that had she not been appointed, she never would have even run. You know, essentially, uh, if it wasn't given to her, it wasn't something she was going to seek. So that was interesting to me. But uh, in this case, I, I know Susanna Ernst. Uh, I believe in the work that she is doing. 
was talking to someone outside of a polling place, and they they were like, "Well, at least she, you know, she's honest about being a socialist or something." And I was like, "That's not because of because of affordable housing." A lot of folks uh, more uh, on the conservative uh, side uh, consider that to be socialism rather than you know trying to even the playing field a little bit when folks are living during challenging times. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, yeah. Plus, where you can't. Yeah, it's also there. You can't look at Chicago, Seattle. L.A., New York, and think that there's not a housing problem? Right. I mean, really? Yeah. Because then you're lying. I'm not sure it's a conservative thing. I think it's also, is there a bit of a, oh, is it not in my neighborhood, not in my backyard? NIMBYs. I mean, I'm assuming that's a part of it, too. That's not necessarily a conservative or or point thing. It's just, uh, but yeah, but for the most part, it's like, oh, why don't they just get a job? Right. When they say you're just socialists, then, then I tend to think that they're... I don't know why people throw that word around so much. That everything is socialist. Well, because maybe... Oh, well, let's see. I'm just trying to think now how many... My generation were baby boomers. How many of us are on Social Security? How much? Of our, <laughs> how many of us are on Medicare? Right. I was talking to... This is... I was talking to a guy. It came out of the blue, Patty. This guy call, contacts me through Facebook, sends a bunch of pictures from my elementary school. My old elementary school, you know, the classes way back in the day, you had this whole page and the headshots of each kid. He says, I hope this is Scott Stannis. Otherwise, I'm going to feel really stupid. <laughs> I go, yes, it is. It's someone I had gone to elementary school back in San Diego and just talking. We're just, you know, shooting the breeze. He's had a good life. He's lived his whole life pretty much in the whole San Diego, um, Mission Bay, Claremont area, which is a gorgeous part of the country. Uh, had a good life, has a good start. And he is so angry and so Trumpy. I'm going... Wow. And conspiracy and yep. all this stuff. I'm going, you know, and COVID was fake. I go, well, it almost killed me and it did kill my, my father-in-law. So, wow, good on COVID for faking that. Yikes. Yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> you know, oh, I, I don't know where this comes from. I just like, um, I, 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 well, okay. Anyway, yeah. So well, here we are. Yeah, here we are. We're, Recovering we're, Republican here. <laughs> <laughs> we're hanging Just out with, with Scott Stantis, the political cartoonist for the Chicago Tribune and the Dallas Morning News. You can go to Go Comics to find his work as well as Prickly City. Is Prickly City available at Go Comics too, Scott, or is that somewhere? It is. It is. Excellent. Absolutely. And also Center Clip. Uh, it's a landing spot for people across the entire political spectrum uh, with 30-second to five-minute little audio clips uh, giving our point of view. And we'll talk about the next one. I'm trying to get pull my thoughts together in regards to President Jimmy Carter's news this weekend as he as he is in uh, hospice at home. Uh, So let's talk about that when we come back on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. Don't forget to uh, text Washington to 773-763-9278. And you might win a $25 gift card to one of the wonderful vendors that have uh, carry Minocqua Brew. And if you're watching on the live stream, I'm holding up a card right now. That's the other chance for you to win. You can text that as well to 773-763-9278. And thank you to Jerry Walski for making sure that I have all this organized because my head is all over the place. Oh, I, I have an update for you as well, Scott, on, uh, and everyone on Declan. So I'll talk about that too in just a little bit. That's why oh, I'm a bit of a mess. It's, it's, a bit, yay, sure, no. yeah, it's not oh. terrible. It's nothing bad. It's terrible. Right. It's just hard. It's just hard. More after this. Oh, Jonas Pizzito, live, local, and progressive on WCPT Willow Springs is powered by ComEd. See how ComEd is preparing for a clean energy future at ComEd.com slash clean energy. Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCPT 820, where facts matter. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now. 
at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820. We are live with Scott Santis, the political cartoonist for the Chicago Tribune, the Dallas Morning News. You can find all of his work at GoComics.com as well as Center Clip, where we both drop some audio uh, clips, uh, some uh, mini podcasts. Uh, I dropped one yesterday about uh, the GOP and religious zealots harming women. We I, we talked about this in the last hour. Uh, this woman in Alabama who uh, was so excited to be pregnant, Scott. Uh, she like she did all the right things, was taking her supplements and stopped drinking caffeine. And her and her husband were, were so thrilled to have their first child. And then they at, at a visit, they found that the fetus was not viable. And uh, because they're in Alabama, the doctor could do nothing to help her. Um, and she, now she's at risk for an infection. Uh, all they could do is give her pain medication. And, uh, you know, if she gets infected, like, this is what, like, anyway, so that's what I. I, I, no, no, no. Yeah. This is, I mean, you, you've, I mean, this is a, this is a thing. And what happened was the laws, and I think I've talked about this on the show before, but it bears repeating the laws in places like here in Alabama or across uh, the, you know, many blues, red states rather, where they outlawed abortion is that the laws were written by, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm. Oh, yeah, idiots. Mm. Oh, okay. mm. That's the word. That's, yeah, that's it. I thought you were saying um, white guys. No, it was. Well, that too, but also, but men and usually from rural areas who, you know, know how to, you know, husk a corn, if that's a thing you do. I don't know. I'm from San Diego. What do I know? Anyway, they, so no, but the laws are so badly written that the OBGYNs don't know what to do. Right. So even in a, even in a situation like you describe where it's just common medical practice to remove because it can, as you mentioned, it can lead to infection. It can lead to and it's a tragedy. The family, this isn't someone just, you know, arbitrarily. This is right. this is a tragedy. And, and they they need to deal with it medically and they can't because the laws are so badly written. Right. And so un you know, you, you don't know what they mean now. By the way, I want to talk to your audience real quick and say, Believe me when I tell you this, they've always started here in Alabama and other red, deep southern states, red states, they want to outlaw the, the morning after pill. Let me say this clearly. The morning after pill, even the Catholic Church, the Catholic yeah. Church, you know, the guys with the funny hats have no problem. I'm a practicing Catholic, so right. I can say these things. I guess okay. that's the excuse. Okay. Anyway. But anyway, but even the Catholic Church has no no issue with this. It has a, it, it, it juggled it, but its initial out, consensus in the church is that we don't have a problem with this. The Catholic Church, but the legislatures are now pressing hard that it will be a crime to receive this medication through the mail, yeah. which is only a step away from making it a crime for you to get it from your pharmacist, which is again only a step away from you getting it from your physician. These are the same people. Listen to me, people. When this happens, don't be surprised. You have no right to be surprised because people are telling you this. Republican nutbags out there across the country are saying they want to ban birth control. Yeah. Birth control. The pill, IUDs, uh, condoms, the whole spectrum for reasons beyond any rational thinking. Um, So just be ready and fight the fight, people, because this is it's coming. It is coming. They want no lifeguards on duty and they want us to drown in their hate. Anyway, I don't, I just, I don't get it. I don't know if it's hate or control. Control, I think it's a misogynistic control. You have to hate someone to want to control them. You have to, you have to to decide that someone doesn't have value. I heard uh, Ed Yonkin earlier from the ACLU on Jonas Bazito's show. No, I'm sorry. I'm I'm conflating so many different uh, things I've been watching and reading (laughs) today, Uh, but about, uh, 
you know, the idea that we wouldn't, te- oh, it was 60 Minutes, this interview on 60 Minutes, that, uh, you know, that, that African-American AP history has no value. We're deciding whose story is valuable and whose is not. And in order to maintain your importance, you have to decide that someone else is not. So, yeah, so many different things. I know. Yeah, that's an interesting way. But also, yeah, I just love how they call everyone else snowflakes unless they're being challenged and then they become the worst snowflakes on the planet. Makes me so crazy. I just got to tell me, tell me what you think the reaction to this is. I have everybody has the don't tread on me crap here. Oh, yeah. On their cars. So I got the sticker that says no one's treading on you, sweetie. And I got the sticker for my car. <laughs> I'm curious to see what the reaction to that is going to be because it's just so whiny and so it, self-pity. It's just like, dude. You're, yeah. Take it down a notch. You're, yeah. You're a white dude in a white dude country. I think you're okay. Yep. <laughs> here's, a, uh, here's a dude that wants to talk to us. Hey, Steve. What's on your mind? Hey, Steve. Um, I want, hey, I wanted to point out something that I, I just haven't seen covered that much. And I, I am going to really be interested to see how it plays out. In these states that are putting these crazy, unclear instructions and laws on pregnancy and miscarriage and such, as the years go on, the good doctors are going to go, screw it. I'm getting out of the state. I'm moving somewhere else. And so the people who do actually want to have kids aren't going to be able to get quality medical care. And pregnancy issues and maternity deaths Mm -hmm. and infant deaths are going to soar. And in many of those states, they already are. They already have abysmal numbers yeah. when it comes to maternal mortality and, uh, oh, yeah. and and prenatal care, like Mississippi and Texas. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's just and Alabama. It's fascinating and tragic to see it play out. It's like, mm-hmm. are, are you not understanding what you're doing to people who do want to have children? Absolutely. And uh, there's no, they don't. Yeah, go ahead, Scott. I'm just saying they don't understand, Steve, a quick story. The attorney general who actually became a ju- who's now a judge and actually a good guy, very, very smart. But he came in very young, very righteous and very much wanting to placate the governor who was an idiot here in Alabama. And he had to defend the sodomy laws. Now, you know, sodomy laws, I had to explain to him, this is the only time I've ever used the word BJ, if, can I say that? <laughs> oral gratification, everything. Okay. It's the only time I mentioned that during an editorial board meeting because I said now every person, every male, especially in this state, is going to hate you if you continue to push this yeah. and outlaw it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was crazy. And so he, find, and he laughed. He goes, oh, well, I'll have to rethink that. I go, yeah, you will. and he did but that's what we're doing and so steve i can tell you here in alabama there is already a preposterously low number of obgyns in that number you're absolutely right the number is going down daily yeah Uh, why you know either they're retiring quitting or moving out of state yeah and and the thing is the states are just scaring them you know i i don't blame them if i was a doctor i'm like i and i have to make a choice and it could result in me losing my license or going to jail because I helped somebody who was bleeding to death. Right. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. 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 I mean, and it's, and I, I, you don't even want to use the word unintended consequences because this seems intentional. So. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. They don't care. No. Yeah. Make it make life harder for people. It's horrible. Yeah. Scott, you're Steve. You're absolutely right. Uh, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great night. You too. Thank you. And, and Thanks, I Steve. I, what, Scott, you know, you, we've talked about uh, abortion. Hey, Lady B, some folks are saying that the uh, Facebook Live video might not be up. Uh, they can't see an image. I'm not sure if we went back or not. I see myself on that screen. 
if it's somewhere else. But uh, Scott, you you know, as someone who has uh, you know you and I in our first uh, few uh, months of uh, conversations when I was back at the old station, um, you know, you told me that we you know I, I, the way I remembered it. God, I love that restaurant, that Phil Stefani restaurant downstairs that that used to be open. Remember that closed while we were there. That's where we were when you and I were talking about, like you said, any, you know, you and I can agree that uh, abortion shouldn't happen after a certain amount of time. And and I was like, you know, we go back and forth on that. But when do you really remember it taking off for you, uh, you know, as as something that was, uh, you know, of of importance to discuss, to uh, draw about, uh, to, you know, to. Oh. To fight for God, the great we, question. I'm just because I, I, it's just something that was has been weaponized, and I know we hate using that word because it's now so used so often. But it, it was in a def- divisive way in order to manipulate people or to rally them in, in many ways, right? Yeah, I think um, I, I kind of came around. I was actually in my early career. I was actually pro-choice, very, very pro-choice. I'm always very, very in my cartoons. <laughs> you have to make a choice, and I kind of changed a little bit. Although this. This has given me pause, and I, my natural libertarianism kicked in and let people do what they want to do. Um, but it also came with a, a religious conversion, a bit of one, and I came out and said, you know, the, the culture of life, I oppose uh, abortion, but I also oppose the death penalty and euthanasia. Um, and to, by the way, like you mentioned, I'm cartooning for the Dallas Morning News. <laughs> Be against the death penalty in Texas. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't oh, uh, quite understand why you can't. And every time you say, well, are you, you know, do you oppose abor- abortion? Oh, uh, yeah, of course I do. And okay, okay, great. So you're against the death penalty also. Huh? <laughs> uh, you said, well, yeah. you know, if you don't like, well, that's, and their rationale is so tortured and so, um, in, incomprehensible to me. Should we have laws? I mean, the, how the, um, the you know striking down of Roe v. Wade, which everybody knew was going to happen eventually, and uh, why that why abortion rights weren't codified? Shame on the Democratic Party mm-hmm. for not. Um, uh, where was I going with this? Um, this is giving me pause. I mean, what's happened? The recent events in that you know things like. You know, like I said, the morning after pill, things like birth control, things like should you have access to it in the first trimester? And a lot of my friends who think like I do say, yeah, you, you probably should. Um, but that's not what's now. It's now it's, you know, Betty bar the door, wherever that saying comes from. And they're going to do everything they possibly can to drag us back to the 1950s because, yes. you know, everything was just great unless you were a person of color uh you know, the gay, lesbian, transgender community, uh, a woman, you know, what else? <laughs> it was a terrible era for this country. It was awful. Yeah. And I don't want to go back to that. It was no fun. I wasn't there, but I can tell. We can <laughs> surmise. We can surmise. Yes. Yes. And, you know, so this is, I'm only asking because, I mean, I don't, I, I didn't know much about it till uh, I want to say I was maybe in grade school. I think there was, you know, maybe there was an after school special and I had, I had the, the, the amount that a girl needed to have an abortion. It locked in my head for a long time. Like it was, for some reason I thought it was like 220. I don't know why. Like if I ever, if that ever happens to me, I just got to make sure I have, it was weird. I didn't have sex in high school, so it didn't matter. Um, but uh, I, I just anyway, I, I was thinking about that story yesterday uh, out of Alabama, and and I had just posted the audio clip, and then you messaged me, 
and to nudge me to uh, maybe share some thoughts about yeah. uh, Jimmy Carter. And I was thinking about my life uh, because in regards to uh, him being just always there, because I was five years old when he became the president of the United States. And, I, you know, I think that as a leader, he personifies what it truly means to be a public servant from his service in the military as a submarine. Uh, I, I can't remember the, the he was a nuclear engineer, I believe. Yeah. Yes. And and involved in the nuclear submarine program. Yes. Uh, And then, you know, his public service uh, as governor. I'm not sure what he was before he was governor and then president. State senator. State senator. Yeah. I mean, state senator. And uh, and, and from what I could tell throughout his life, it never seemed as though he was doing it uh, for the fame or the power or the. It it always, to me, seemed genuinely to help people. Uh, He was committed to the environment, to expanding health. Healthcare for people, uh, you know. He and I was watching this uh, uh, kind of this short documentary about, you know, he tried to figure out race relations and racial justice, and and moved farther along when it came to, you know, he gave the speech as governor, saying we are we are not going to allow racism to fester here, and and got more you know vocal about it and more forceful about it, and uh, and he's somebody who to me personified learning as you go. Right. Always being open to uh, taking new information and going, Okay, this is how I'm going to I'm going to live my life based on this, these this set of facts, you know, or helping helping others. You talk about public service and he definitely walked the walk. I mean, when he was in planes, he I don't know if you knew this. He still continued to teach Sunday school. You could go at just anybody could go to the church, the Baptist church in, in Plains, Georgia. And if in his he was involved in the church and he was one of the church elders. And if it was his turn, he would teach Sunday school. I mean, I mean, obviously not now, but up to just a few years ago. Um, that's someone who, you know, when they taught the Bible, he actually listened <laughs> it actually was teaching the, te- the, you know, we talked about the commercial uh, over the Super Bowl and how, you know, some people mouth the mouth it, but they don't actually live it. And he lived it. Yeah. Um, I was not crazy about him as president. I worked ag- I worked against his election in 76 and in 1980. Thanks, Scott. Um, <laughs> yeah, well. Okay. <laughs> um, that, I go, oh, he broke my heart. That was my post-center clip. Did you listen to it? You, it looks like, no, I can tell no, by your face. <laughs> he broke my heart. I, I worked on the Ford campaign in 76 and gave my heart and soul. I know, Jerry Ford, but that was me back then. You used to talk about not having sex during high school. That explains. That'll do that. it. <laughs> That'll do it. But the election night, and you've worked, and you've you've lived through election nights too. Mm-hmm. And when you lose, it's it's it sucks. It really does. Um, winning is way better. Uh, but I was devastated. So yeah, Jimmy Carter broke my heart. That's my Jimmy Carter. That, that's how we do on time. Can I tell you the Jimmy Carter yeah. donut story? Sure. Hey, let me let me take a it's break. We'll, let me do, can we take okay. a, we'll do a cliffhanger on that. The tease, a little tease on the uh, the Jimmy Carter donut story with Scott Stantis, the political cartoonist <laughs> for the Chicago Tribune. <laughs> Don't forget to text Washington to seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight for your chance to win a gift card to one of the Monaco Brewing Company vendors. And we also have on our Facebook Live. I'm showing the word right now that you can text to seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. Let's come back and talk about Carter and donuts. I think that sounds fabulous.
after this on WCPT 820. The Devil's Advocates. Words have meanings. How is Kevin McCarthy defining socialism? Are people down with government control of supply and manufacture and distribution of goods and services? Well, no. I don't know a lot of people that are. It seems like communism to me. But I think a lot of people think that communism is socialism. But they both have an ism at the end. <laughs> they sound alike. The Devil's Advocates, weeknights at 7 on WCPT 820, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Because facts matter. You're listening to WCPT 820. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Baskin on WCPT 820. thank our listeners who have texted in that they love having you on Mondays. You and Tim Hogan are my Monday regulars. Uh, I just kind of, it's nice because, uh, you know, when you get through the weekend, you're like, okay, what am I going to talk about? We can talk about the news of the weekend. You and Tim uh, have such great perspectives on things. Uh, Scott Santos, the politi- car- political cartoonist for Chicago Tribune, who uh, worked to uh, end the presidency of uh, Jimmy Carter. And uh, I don't think I needed to know that. But uh, go ahead and tell us about uh, Donuts and Carter. <laughs> Super quick. My dad was general manager of the TV station, the CBS affiliate in Madison, Wisconsin in 1976. Wisconsin was one of those, this is the critical turning point. This is, um, Carter is winning. Nobody saw him coming. Nobody saw him coming. One term, Georgia governor, really? Uh, but all of a sudden he wins Iowa, he wins New Hampshire, and he's starting to run the table. And so Mo Udall, uh, George Wallace, I'm trying to think of the other candidates. Right, anyway, so he came to, he's coming to my dad's television station to do an inter- a noontime interview. He came in, I got to meet him. And that was one of the times when I really learned, I was starting to learn that politicians may not be totally truthful. What? Because his, I know, I know. His bio said he was five foot 10. In high school, I was five foot 11, and he was, he was at least three inches shorter than me. Like, <laughs> okay. Really? All right. Really? So there are snacks going into the studio. He was hungry and said, I'm hungry. And so they had donuts and snacks and stuff. He grabbed a donut, took a bite out of it, and then they had to put him on the air. So he put the donut down. Well, I took the donut. Do you still have it? Do you still have it? <laughs> oh no, this gets this gets more Scott as the story goes along. He, I, 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 I had the donut. My brother was a cameraman at the station. He was off work. He said, "You want me to take you to lunch?" I said, "Sure." So we went to my house. I left the donut in my kitchen, and then we went out to lunch. And I came back, and the donut is gone. Oh. And my mother has eaten the donut. <laughs> you ate a presidential a president to be donut. Wow. Is yeah. That we funny? Did, yeah. Because I was going to shellac it and have it mounted. It just, just because it was just a single bite mark taken out of it. That is so funny. That would, it would have been worse. I don't know if it would have been funny to have. No. What, what, what yeah, of, it would have been funny to have. Not worth a damn thing. I know. What, what kind of donut was it? Glazed. Just, I mean, like chocolate glaze. Very straightforward. Very much like the man. Very straightforward. Straight very simple. Pl- just, pl- just a plain glazed donut. All right. Did, now, were you already no drawing? Fr- no frou frou for Jimmy. <laughs> were you already drawing political cartoons at the time that uh, Carter was not? I didn't know I was. Uh, he was one of my very first. I'll have to show that to you. Uh, I'll, I'll scan it and send it to you. One of like my second or third cartoon was about Jimmy Carter. That's oh, wow. how old I am and how long I've been doing this. Yeah, All right. and immigration, which thank God we've solved. We've finally gotten a handle on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, doing a bang up job there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he was. I mean, he was. What? What? You got a. We went to planes. We were actually Janine and I, my wife and I, were in planes a few a year, a little over a year ago. And it's a lovely town. Uh, they turned his old high school into a museum. Oh, really? Uh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, and it's fascinating. And we've been to the the uh, uh, Jimmy Carter Library in Atlanta, and he's just he is 
genuinely a good person. And we yeah. just don't get that in public office. We just don't. And um, so he, as you, you mentioned before, he saw public service as a calling and he yielded to the call. And God bless him. I'm sorry he's passing. I mean, it's uh, what a life and what a story. This, I mean, he, that's one of those stories that always amazed me, Patty, is stories like his, uh, Richard Nixon, actually, mm-hmm. uh, Ronald Reagan, where they came from. This, I mean, could you imagine this kid is born, uh, even today, Plains is in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it just, I mean, just nowhere. And this kid grows up to be president of the United States. I mean, that's kind of amazing. And like I said, Reagan, you know, from Illinois, uh, the, the town drunk, he was, his dad was pretty much Otis from Mayberry. I mean, really. And he, this kid grows up to be president of the United States. Richard Nixon, very similar story. I mean, I, 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 uh, uh, Bill Clinton, another amazing story. Mm-hmm. President and, Obama. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially that. Yeah, with that name and with I mean, you just, background. <laughs> was, I was watching a little a little bit of yeah. a documentary on him today too, and, and meeting his half siblings from. Uh, anyway, we before we uh, uh, go, I just want to say that uh, yeah, I, I uh, um, I'm just how blessed to have lived 98 years to be able to go out kind of on your own terms with your family uh, and look back on a life of service, of, uh, of love. And um, I'm just, I'm very grateful to have had President Carter as one of our leaders. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's Scott Santos. You can go to gocomics.com. Uh, what do you got coming up? Where, what should we be looking for in your next uh, piece of art? I, I have no idea. No idea. Okay. <laughs> it's always a, that day. No, I'm actually am drawing a more intricate uh, drawing. Did you know the one year anniversary of the Ukraine wars coming up on us this week? Hmm. Is that the, the, there was a secret train ride from uh, Poland to Kiev today? Just... I got to admit, I mean, I've, you got you to gotta respect the bravery. You just do. Um, of President Biden to do what he did. But, um, I mean, there are those of us who are, I, you know what, I, I would have been one of the guys, I, I, don't, I don't know how I say this with pride or shame, but leading up to World War II, I would have been one of the guys saying, don't go in there. Don't do that. Don't, don't. We did it once in World War I. It was, kind of didn't turn out well. Let's not do it again. I would, have been, I would have been an isolationist. I still am. Here's the question you ask yourself. I think this is why war is stupid. Yes. You know this is going to end the way they could just sit down now, but no, they're going to fight and property and lives lost but would you sacrifice your son for this cause would you sacrifice it's, your son or daughter it's hard to say for and yet and yet again where does it stop then if they're invading ukraine and, and the ulterior motives and what it's leading to I, all of that's complicated and we'll talk about it next monday okay <laughs> excellent scott santos thank you so much lady b thank you for everything mike Crutes up next with the devil's advocate bye everybody <laughs>